0: This is a podcast from Kingdom People Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more details, please go to www.kingdompeoplechurch.org. And uh, for the next few weeks, we'll be covering that. Now, perhaps you're asking the question, uh, what is creed? I'm going to ask food to come up and read for you so that you can hear uh, what creed is and be reminded
1: uh, as well. and he shall come again with glory to judge the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe what, and I believe one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
0: So, what is Creed then? Really, simply put, it's a statement of faith, okay? A summary of statements for key Christian beliefs, all right? This whole thing was put up uh, about 1,700 years ago, And the whole essence of it was to try and ask the question or answer the question, what do Christians really believe? Okay, that's what the creed really is. It's a statement of faith that has been received worldwide by all Christians. It's the one thing that Christians believe in together. Or should I say, should believe in together. I hope you're with me. I'll try and break it down a little bit. So this need to crystallize what Christian believes, uh, cr- what Christians believe worldwide, is what brought this whole thing up, OK? That's clear. Now you need to understand that different churches hold to different beliefs to date. Yeah? How many have come from a different church than this one? Quite a few of us have come from different church backgrounds, right? And because of that, we've had certain beliefs that we've had, perhaps the doctrine of a specific church uh, that we've been raised in or that we came from originally. So because of these different beliefs, it's important for us to understand that there are certain things that are important to hold firm that we don't move on, and there are certain things that we will hold loosely. For example, some people like to wear uniforms when they go to church. I won't mention any names, but you would know. Okay. If you look around right now, there's people in shorts, there's people wearing T-shirts, people wearing jeans, casual stuff. Okay? That's another church. Now, we could spend time on this particular issue and make a big deal out of it. And we could go to town with it. And they could poke us and say, why do you guys wear clothes, casual clothes when you're going to church? And we could say, "Why are you wearing the uniform? Why do you have an, a knife on your belt when you're going to church?" We could ask all sorts of things. But here's the question: Is that really important? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you what you wear when you go to church. That's not important, of course, within decency. But you understand what I'm saying. It's important that we don't major on minors. That we major on the important things. For example, if you don't believe that God created everything and that Jesus Christ died and rose on the third day, then we might have a problem. Are you with me? Are you following? If you don't believe that Jesus created all things, that God created all things, and that Jesus is the Son of God, and that He died and that He rose, that's a fundamental doctrine. If you're a Christian, you ought to believe that. And there's no way we could agree if you don't subscribe to that. So that's a bigger deal than wearing jeans for church. So, similarly, some teachings of Scripture are important than others. I know you're kind of cringing, ooh, ooh. Yes, it is the Word of God. All Scripture comes from God. It is God breathed or God breathed and however you look at it. It comes from God. It is real. It is of God. It is important. It is vital. And that's what it is. But there is certain Scriptures that, like the dressing thing, are much more important to your faith than others. Are you with me? Okay, let me help you out. Jesus went through a similar situation in Mark chapter 12, verse 28. There's religious re- leaders around him. They've been asking him a series of questions and he's been answering. And at this point, they have found out that he's answered well the question around who will marry who from, uh, in, in heaven. And he had been clearly teaching them that it's not about uh, if, you've read, if you've read scripture, you'll realize that no one will be married in heaven. And that's what he's been explaining. They're happy with what he's given. And now they have another question. So from Mark twelve twenty eight, if you're there, say, I. The Bible reads, One of the teachers of the law came and heard, and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, Of all the commandments, listen carefully, which is the most important? They're asking Jesus now, and this is how he responds. He says, the most important one is this, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the Lord. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, he gave them a bonus, love your neighbor as yourself. And he says, there is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. Don't you love Jesus? (laughs) In the time where he's asked some hard stuff, he really just comes out and simply explains what the issue is. Makes people understand what the truth is in a very, very short space of time. And that's what he did here. So we're talking about the creed. Because, as Mike said earlier on, it's important that we all believe the same thing. All right? It's important that here as a church we can say this is what we believe. So, the creed in itself is not doctrine, it's a statement of faith that speaks of what is in the Bible. The key things that are important for your salvation for your Christian walk, for your growth in Christ. That's what it is. Some people pray it out every day. Some people look at it and they think about it over and over again. Some people have banners in their homes and in their churches. The reality is that they're just trying to remind themselves of what the truth of scripture really is summarized. And that's why Jesus there didn't say, hey, All of scripture is important. Of course, that's what he meant. But he said, this particular thing is important because if you don't understand that there is one God, you're going to have a problem. So I'll be speaking on the first part of the creed and and I'm talking about God. So we have to agree that we believe in God. Or why does that matter? Well, there's many gods. In India, there's thousands of gods. Millions of gods. People are worshipping all kinds of things in the world. So when you say we believe in God, and you speak to someone, it might be an actor, there might be someone from Hollywood, there might be someone from Yokomusha, there might be someone from anywhere else. If you just say, hey, do you believe in God, they'll say yes. But is that what you want to hear? Is that enough? No, it's not. It's important to believe in the right kind of God. You didn't hear me. It's important to believe in the right kind of God. So Jesus takes scripture and brings people to understand the very point. A, hear this, O Israel. The Lord your God is one. There is one God. That's what Jesus says. Folks, this can only be understood from a, faith, from a faith point of view and through reading the Bible and through the witness of the Spirit of God in you. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to anybody else who doesn't wear that kind of mindset that you would just believe. This kind of God is only understood from a point view. Of faith. We talk about God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let me just try and explain this a little bit. People have tried all sorts of tricks to try and explain this mystery. Take note, you only understand it by faith. All right? And you say by faith. Come on, by faith. You only understand it by faith. Now, people have tried to explain this triune God, his, his, his being, His three-part being, in some form of flawed examples, because the mind cannot understand a three-part God. And this is what they've said. They've said, it's like when you take water, and then you freeze it. Okay? It becomes solid. So first it's liquid state, and then it's solid. It's ice, all right? And then if you melt it and put pressure on it, you steam it. So you see it as steam. So there's steam, there's ice, and there's liquid. That doesn't really cut it, okay? You know why? Because it takes faith to believe in God. You cannot understand God outside of faith. How can you have one being, three parts? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One God. They're not three. They're not two and a half. It's one God. One God. He's one Savior. God the Father. What I like about it is that He just doesn't only exist. But he wants you to be saved. He wants people to be saved. This one God has a mission. The one God whom we believe has a mission. He wants people saved. That's his mission. One God, one mission. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, that's God for you. So, now, let's talk about God the Father which is what I'm here to do today. God the Father. Father Almighty, when you hear this kind of statement, you almost want to pause. If you're alone and you take a moment, if you have a drink in your hand, you almost want to put it down and pause and think, what does it mean? Father Almighty. El Shaddai. It is powerful to think of God as a father, but at the same time Almighty. Do I have someone in this church this morning? Father Almighty. Listen to what Genesis 17 says. The Bible talks about God speaking. And God said to Abraham, I am God Almighty. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, comes to man and introduces himself, saying, listen, I am God Almighty. Full stop. Done. Wow. when was the last time that you heard God speaking to you? When was the last time you had a friendship like Abraham had where he spoke to God and God spoke to him? When was the last time you cherished a great big God bringing himself to a place where he can speak to you? This is hard to grasp. It's hard to understand. But that's who he is. He doesn't change. God Almighty. Wait a minute. Almighty means all-powerful. Let me try and explain. Because I'm running short of words but I'll give it a go. (laughs) All-powerful means something that is greater than anything that's ever been created, that's powerful, that is huge, that is hard to describe, that feels like it doesn't exist. That's what it is. That's who He is. An all-powerful God. If you look at things that have been created by man, you can see the power in those things. Mega buildings. Have you seen an airplane taking off? Those fans raging, power coming in, and this thing jets off with power, it takes off and defies gravity. That's power. But there's one that's more powerful than gravity. That's the God Almighty. And that guy is my father. That's your daddy. God Almighty. Bigger than all kinds of power you can ever think of. He is powerful. Now, for some of you who have had an opportunity to be raised in England or Ireland and have spent time on the sea, and each day you go and you see this week after week and you go, and you see the power of the wave. And you look at the water. And you taste it. And it's salty. You can't explain it. There's seashells everywhere. There's sharks in there. There's a magnitude of creatures that only one person knows. Father Almighty knows by name. Oh, you are not hearing what I'm saying. We have a Father who is beyond practical, who is beyond your understanding, who is beyond the human mind. The human mind cannot grasp it. Do you know that to date, scientists have not figured all species in the sea? To date, with all their technical gadgets, their (laughs) waterproof cameras, National Geographic of all organizations, it has not figured out all the things that God has created. Can I get an amen? Amen. Father Almighty. That's who He is. Now, we can get lost in His bigness. We can get lost in His majesty. But I think you and I ought to be reminded that this very God who spoke to Abraham back then, is still doing the same today. Because that's what's more important, that you and I get a hold of this understanding that God still speaks to you today. This father, who is almighty, wants to be your friend, but at the same time, he speaks to you. The Bible says, come, let us reason together. You know, when God speaks to you, your life changes. And and you know, I'm not talking about the great big bang that people have talked about over the years. I'm talking about God saying to you, I love you. Changes your world. I'm talking about God looking at you and saying, You know, I need you. Haven't you heard of people who've gone suicidal? And all it takes is a word from God that breathes life into them. It's like, I need you. And tears pour out. And they don't know what to do anymore. Because the enemy is defeated suddenly. Now, I have a child that was born seriously preterm. And we had to spend... 22 days going to hospital in and out. My precious little girl. Now, my theology is pretty simple. I believe in God, the Father. That's, that's what I believe. And She could have died in a hospital. One morning I went in there. And I saw the nurses and then they said, the doctor came and said to ask you, Are you a believer? Because at 3 a.m. he was here, wrestling that your child would have life. And they couldn't call you because it was hectic. They just needed to do what doctors do. Thanks to Simba and people who are in the medical field, we love you guys. But what's important is this. In the process of me visiting day in and day out, my wife eventually got out of intensive care, and she was at home with us. But we left the baby there, as you all know. And we were going day in, day out. And we got there one particular day, and it was a Saturday. And I sat there, looking at her, and she was hardly breathing. Machines were ticking on, and I looked at her. I couldn't touch her, and I touched the screen. And I said, Father, I pray life, and I speak life into my child right now. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. It is not my prayer that made it work. This is what the Lord said to me. He said to me, listen, don't you dare think that your many visits into this hospital are making this child survive. I'm a broken father standing there thinking I'm doing the best I can. Three visits a day. And he says to me, don't you ever think that it is your visit that is making this child survive? He says, I am God. And he says to me, if you are looking for a job, what would you rather do? Would you spend the week going to employment agencies and throwing your CV? Or would you spend an hour with the employer? And I said, I would spend an hour with the employer. Uh, that's easier right spend an hour with the guy that will give you a job than to run around like a headless chicken throwing cvs at every other employment agency that you can find and god said to me you go and worship me and let me be god now i have a wife and i need to explain this to my wife so i went back and i said my love we're not going to a hospital it was Sunday morning we came to church. We prayed, we prayed for our child. One o'clock, we went there. We didn't go. We were at home praying, trusting God, relaxing. I know you can look at me and think, "This guy doesn't care." but no, 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 no. I understood one thing: that if God speaks to me and He says he is in charge, no one else. No one else beats that. No one else beats that. So I was at home. The last visit of the day, we packed our bags, little things we needed. We went to see our child and she had been taken out of oxygen. Come on. Folks, we have to understand that we preach a God who's alive today. And I don't know what you're going through. Maybe yours, your situation gone worse. Mine turned out all right. I get that. But in the moment of the pressure, I knew who my God was. That's what matters. When pressure mounts, you need to understand that God Almighty is here for you. He cares for you. He created all things. I went home because I knew the giver of life had spoken to me. Nothing changes that. If he gives me life, I live. The Bible says, if he stretches his hand, we receive. If he clenches his fist, we die. God Almighty. And that's her right now. She's here. I don't know how long she'll live. That's not up to me to think and worry about it. I just focus on Jesus. She hardly gets sick. She's always strong. In fact, she's the strongest of all of us. You should see her when she's sick. She's just having fun anyway. A child of God. God's creation, not mine. Not my capacity. Friends, He is the maker of heaven and earth. And of all things visible and invisible, he is Jehovah Barah, Jehovah creator. He speaks things that are not as though they were. When he speaks to you and says to you, it is well, it is well. Come on, give God an amen. The Jehovah Creator is alive today, just as He was 2,000 years ago. The Bible tells us very clearly that in in the beginning, God, in the beginning, God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If you continue to read the story, you'll realize that the earth was formless, was void, was nothing. Nothing ever existed before God. But Jehovah, Barah, God creator, spoke a word and things began to unfold. <sighs> Hebrews 4:13 says, "Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of Him whom, must give, whom we must give an account. Everything is uncovered before him, and it's laid bare. You know, the Bible says death is naked before Him." Death is powerful. It takes life. But when it faces God, when it faces the one who created it, it becomes powerless. He created the heavens and the earth. Now, I'm always fascinated when I read the story of Ezekiel. And I'm not going to get into it today. But something happens in this valley of dry bones. Now, if you understand human anatomy, you would know that that doesn't happen, even if doctors tried. Only Creator God could raise up not just one, but an army of people from dry bones in a valley. Dead and gone. Buried for days. But he began to speak. He says, son of man, speak. And when he spoke, the Bible says, tendons begin to grow. Imagine the clattering of bones coming together because of a word of God that is spoken. Come to life and power. God's power is released. Bones come together and attach themselves. Human being comes up, not one, but an army, because God Almighty, God Creator, had spoken and power began to move. This year, you and I have to believe better. You and I cannot just keep coming to church and not inquire of the power of God because it exists. You and I cannot just have a regular service any longer with sick friends and sick relatives, people with HIV and AIDS, and we are standing there in our families. And we send gift cards and we say, God bless you. Not anymore. The power in Christ is alive today. Creator God still creates today. Well, what happens if things don't change? It doesn't matter. Don't worry about that. What happens if you and I prayed? What happens if you and I believed in the Creator God? Have you thought of that? Before you excused yourself, have you thought of that? You and I have to believe better. Now, I'm going to end with this. The Bible says things visible and invisible. Right? That's what He's created. Things that are visible and things that are invisible. Now, I want to challenge you, Kingdom People Church, and wherever else is listening around the world. There is invisible things that creator God wants to reveal to mankind. Jeremiah 33.3 Call to me and I'll answer you. And I will tell you about great and hidden things that you don't know. If Christianity is boxed up and all we ever think of Is the things that we understand, the things that we're used to, the things that we see. We cannot fly in the gifts that God has released us to fly in. If you and I box ourselves and box God, the Creator, and think that He only functions in a specific way, you and I will have a problem in our faith. Folks, there's a crisis of faith in the world. People not understanding what to believe. And even Christians themselves watering down the book, the Bible. Not understanding the power of God. That's what we're doing. Because we live in fear. I've been there. I know what it means. My wife and I have decided. We are going to believe God. For greater and unsearchable things the things that are invisible the things that are visible when when you drive every day it's hard for you to understand anybody else who believes that one day they'll have a car parked in their garage. Follow me. When you already have the stuff, it's hard for you to understand the next person who's believing in the unseen. Now, I know this is not a prosperity gospel, but what it is, is the truth of God. God can show us things that are visible, things that are invisible. There's stuff in the scriptures that you cannot see unless the Spirit of God breathes on you, that you understand and you get revelation by the Spirit of God. But Creator God wants you and I to live life in its fullest today. Not as sorry people, not as sorry Christians, but as Christians who believe in a powerful God creator God the king of kings the lord of lords the alpha and omega the beginning and the end the one who holds all things in the palm of his hands the one whom the bible says earth is his footstool that's how big that God is don't stop believing in the unseen don't stop believing in God because one day He's going to show up and change your life forever. From things unseen to things that you can see. It doesn't matter where you fit in. What matters is who you believe. And if God is for us, no one can be against us. I want to pray for you this morning. And if you have any sickness in your body right now, please raise up your hand. there's any sickness right now in your body, right now, Father, I speak to the hands that people who have lifted up their hands now. And I speak to whatever form of infirmity, whatever form of sickness, whatever form of disease, I don't need to know what it is because you know what it is. I pray right now that it be lifted off in Jesus' name. Pain be gone. Spirit of sickness and disease be gone. Take off now because Jesus has come to bring redemption. Creator God. I pray you'd create a new body now in the name of Jesus. For those that are represented by the hands here and those that are actually feeling the pain now. You do it your way. You say in your word that we pray for the sick and they'll be healed. And that's what I pray now. Release healing over you in the name of Jesus because God himself is a healer. He is Jehovah Rapha. May God bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to a podcast from Kingdom People Church in Harare. For more details, please go to www.kingdompeoplechurch.org